0: Christian Gamelin. I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer. This is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. This is our first video podcast with Blazers Uprise. So for any new listeners, welcome. We're stoked to have you. For anyone sticking with us, hopefully you don't mind how we look on camera. For today's episode, we're going to be giving a little bit of an introduction to who we are uh, for the Blazers Uprise community, and then we'll be giving some Blazers news and discussing it. So Throughout this season, we'll be bringing on guests, and we'll ask them two specific questions about themselves to get to know them more. First, what is your favorite Blazer game you've been to, and second, who's your favorite non-star Blazer? So not Dame, CJ, LaMarcus, Clyde Drexler, Bill Walton, Terry Porter, who's a little more obscure than that, your favorite Blazer of all time. So we're going to start off with our own, just so you guys can get to know us, so Austin, what is your favorite Blazer game you've ever been to?
1: All right, uh, happy happy to be here here, Christian. Um, I would say that my favorite game. I'm gonna have a little bit of a cop out answer here. So I would say that I don't really have a ecstatic game that I've been to in like recent years. Obviously, I've I've lived in the Southwest, um, but. You know, you talk about being at that the the Dame game. You were at the you were at a couple big games here in recent playoffs. What what big games were you at again? Well, other big games that that
0: S maybe is, I'm thinking maybe I'm interesting. Game five is okay. mine. And you're okay. You're, you're... Okay.
1: Well, I mean, and and we've obviously had some guests on now uh, as of recent weeks. But I I all the playoff games I've been to in recent years have been uh, unfortunately like blowouts. Like I went to one of the Golden State games, uh, I think like two years ago. Um, I mean the the fact that we're in the playoffs the last six years or some odd like that, like that's that's obviously good. But anyways, long story short, a lot of my big games that I've gone to haven't really ended up well for us. Um, and I think that it's really gonna have to be an S for me, favorite games. Okay. What really started getting me into the Blazers was actually my neighbor growing up, uh, Jameson Lovelace he, uh, I'm sorry, his, his, his dad, Jim Lovelace, uh, they, they owned, they were, uh, Papa John's franchisees, yeah. franchisee, I don't know what the correct verbiage is, but anyways, these guys, you know, they, they'd worked hard and they, they had, uh, basically season tickets, great season tickets, and they were our neighbors and, um, ended up, you know, being lucky to do yard work for them a couple times and him saying, oh, you know, we're not going to be going tonight and, um, It's going to really have to be plural for me. It's going to have to be just that's what really got me going to seeing like in-person Blazers games was, you know, every now and then just getting a call out of the blue. Someone just basically saying, hey, we got tickets for you because, you know, neither of my parents are really big sports people Mm -hmm. um, in general. Um, So it was kind of like, well, you know if it was, it, it just wasn't like a, a big thing for us. So when it just happened, it happened. And then, and then it started becoming something, you know? Yeah. So um, those are, those are my favorite, some of my favorite memories, you know, just like actually starting to see NBA players in person for the first time. Like that's, that's, that's a feeling that I don't think many people forget. Yeah. Like when you, when you're at a, when you're in a 100 or 200 level seat and you're like, these people are huge. These are huge people. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. still I still have the the, the the shock to this day. But anyways, um, non-star blazer um, in history. So I actually saw, I think uh, it wasn't even a story about him as of late, but he was just featured in the background on one of the pictures. Um, I, and I might be getting his first name wrong and potentially even his last name, but Thomas Robinson. Is, oh, that, is that accurate? Uh, I'm pretty good at pronunciation, like but that's a hard
0: one for me. Uh, he
1: yeah. was, he was, he was, it. he was like number 20 or 21 or something like that. Like, I'm just saying in remembering the name, you know, I, I'm, I'm still like, I, like I said, I don't, I didn't start really <laughs> avidly following the Blazers until high school. So anyways, he was, I really remember like when I first started liking the Blazers and following like LA when he was big and Portland and stuff and like starting to get into it. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking like that guy just worked hard. That was a really hardworking guy. Um, I really that was just like probably the I wouldn't say he's like a favorite by any means but like probably one of the first people that stuck out Hmm. Um, I think I think we have to give respect to Mo I think just for what Mo's done for Portland like as much as I probably hated on him in our first season I was gonna say like shoot I didn't know you were a Mo
0: fan I'm a big Mo
1: fan yeah I mean I don't you know I've I've switched my energy a little bit I'm not gonna sit out here and talk negative about people people do different things and different systems Promote their growth, and yeah. I think I think Mo had reached his ceiling here in Portland, and I think he's in a, <laughs> I hate to say it, but a better place, um, at least on paper for the time being, um, or a better, uh, I should say, on court situation. Yeah, uh, I'm not, gonna, go. ever, I'm not gonna ever. see the bomb, and having yeah, Damian's leader
0: exactly. is the bomb.
1: Exactly, we're talking about on court talent yeah. on paper. I don't, I don't think anyone who's rational would say that being with paul george and Kawhi leonard is a bad thing but <laughs> um rudy fernandez oh uh did he Number just did, i think he might have just gotten it did he get a fiba cup potentially or something i think i saw a picture here oh, recently it. maybe it was old FIBA, it could have it could have been it could have been old but really liked rudy growing up it was just like i don't know he just had hops and was just like I don't know. It was cool. I like Rudy's game. He was the Spaniard dude that just was on the, in the dunk contest. Like it was just cool. Yeah. Um, and then the last two here for you before I stop rambling, um, Jake Lehman, anybody who listened to our first season knows my, my affinity for Jake Lehman. He, 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 that's just, it's just like the Portland Trailblazers just to just develop a great talent and somehow find a way to dump him off along with some other people. But I don't know. I, I mean, I shouldn't complain with the position we're in, but if you had to ask me if I'd rather have Kent Bazemore or Jake Lehman, I might even still say Jake Lehman. Wow. I mean, well, he had some high highs this last season. He, he has erupted a couple and times. I think he definitely, obviously out of his control, but I think he definitely took a step back in terms of like going to the Timberwolves. I mean, we'll uh, yeah. see. He'll, he'll be in a better situation, but I think that I just... Some markets that are smaller, you see people thrive because they have you know they're a bigger fish in a smaller pool but for some reason minnesota just just sucks people up and spits them out man like Uh, the timber uh, bulls
0: yeah but hey the the blazers used to like blazers east used to be the nets because they had shabazz and ed davis and alan crab now blazers east is still in the western conference because David Vanderpool yeah. took all the Blazers over to the Timberwolves. He's got Layman. He's got yeah. Noah Vonley. He's got who else? Shab- he has Shabazz now, right? Isn't that the other one? shoot? I don't know. I don't
1: know. I, I'm surprised that you even said Vonley. So Vonley was – when? where did Vonley go from to to, to arrive the there to find – That's what I thought. Yep. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound silly.
0: But he was on the Bulls for a minute, so they're still the Timber Bulls.
1: Eh? That's know. that's so wild. Like This is a multi-dozen million dollar – organization and there's still human dynamics present in business so many
0: oh man it's crazy i mean
1: (laughs) but my last my last guy i was gonna say christian was just luke babbitt
0: oh dude luke babbitt (laughs)
1: everyone loves babbitt so i
0: remember back uh what was it i don't know probably 2010 when we had like the man night and we went out to the blazers game we saw the blazers beat the bucks and Luke Babbitt That's came right. in. I remember you and Matt Dennis and a couple other guys starting MVP chants whenever Luke Babbitt would come out.
1: <laughs> That's right, dude. That's that was right. crazy. Oh yeah, and, and I should, I should, I should go back on my memories here, man. I um, that was definitely one of my favorite games as well. Uh, when those of you don't know, we, we, I went to a, a church event here with Christian when we were younger, and um, we got some uh, really great deal every every couple. We even did it a multiple times a year, I think. Right. Or was it just once?
0: Uh, I I went to like one other church event, but it wasn't like a big man night like we had that night. Like well, but we, dudes. no, but
1: we had that was a th- we did that at least twice with specifically going to a game.
0: Shoot, maybe you did. I don't. Uh, maybe I did. I feel like I th- there was I at think least the awesome Rockets was, game I went to was was with the church. I think. It might
1: have. It might have. Yeah. It might have been informally organized as well. But. Yeah. It was. I know that there were multiple opportunities, but it was. That's always a good time. And I was actually just speaking to um, somebody here in hospitality in uh, the Southwest that was just. We were just kind of conversing about the differences in venues and um, the Moda Center is actually in terms of in, in 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 relation to other venues. It's it's great seating. Oh, if yeah. you're in the three hundred, if you're in the three hundreds, it doesn't matter. Yeah, seriously. I mean, and. You know, I'm not going to name drop, but yeah, that's so Thomas Robinson, Mo, Rudy, Lehman, Babbitt, um, favorite games, obviously free tickets growing up, working for it. That's good. Obviously uh, meeting you, my friend, well, you know, getting to know you better and, um, you know, going to some games. That's those are those are great memories. So and, and hopefully I'll be able to actually see a playoff game here in the near future that doesn't result in a blowout.
0: Yeah, maybe Phoenix will make it there sometime that would be the crazy decade. and
1: it, it, what if it was a games what if there was a oh my goodness okay this would be crazy if this came to fruition but what if there is a game seven in phoenix dude western conference finals western conference finals somehow phoenix portland in like four or five years just things fall apart for everybody in the west and it just i somehow, highly doubt someway, it but
0: we'll see you know <laughs> Anything's I'm possible. I'm just like, well, I'm, uh, I'm
1: here. Let's make it happen.
0: All right. I mean, if it happens, I'm there. If it happens, game seven in Phoenix, I'll, f- I'll be there. Yeah.
1: You and I have our, our flight connections. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. find a way for you to get down here. We got
0: it. So uh, for me, favorite Blazer game I've been to, game five, Western Conference, round one, Damian Lillard put the team on his back, scored 50 points, Waved the Oklahoma City Thunder goodbye, and it was amazing, dude. Like it it blew my mind. I've if you've listened to Peeps and Plaid, you've heard me say it plenty of times. Best Mm -hmm. moment of my life so far. Best sporting experience I've ever been to. That just it was insane. I was crying. I don't cry all that often, but I was crying. Damian Lillard, my goodness. That first quarter, no one else on the team could score. Damien just said, I don't care, we're winning this game. And then Nerk came back with like four minutes left in the game. It's been a while, I don't remember exactly when. Nurk came back, re-energized the team, they came back and won it. And it was, it was so insane, dude. So, easily my favorite Blazer game. There's plenty of other memories I could share too, and I'll hopefully do that throughout the, re- the rest of this season and the years to come. But uh, my favorite non-star Blazer, I got a few. I think if I had to go with one, I'd have to go with Wesley Matthews. Wes was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. Every time I'd go to a Blazer game, I'm like, all right, tonight Wes is going off for 30. Which, like, it happened one time. He got exactly, no, I said 28 that night. I said, he's getting 28, and he got 28 that night. So that Is, he, is cool. he still with the Pacers? Uh, No, he's on the Bucks. The Bucks got all the dudes that I wanted the Blazers to get. Well, I like a lot of the guys the Blazers got, but I was like, let's get Rolo back, let's get Wesley Matthews back, let's bring it, let's get Brooke Lopez back. Get the are, Twins, are, 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 Bucks got. Are home. we gonna
1: talk about the the burnt out narrative of who's gonna play better between Anthony and and Zach Collins? Are we gonna are we gonna promote this divisiveness? Who's this gonna episode? play better, Zach Collins? Because that was that was something I saw on Blazers Edge, and I mean, you know. That's kind of what people are wondering. Because what I'm sitting here hearing is people that we would have signed or would have liked to sign. And I'm seeing also things about Iguodala and things of that nature. And it's like, you know, we kind of have put our chips in the rookie bank. You know, how 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 are you feeling about that? I got
0: no problem with it. Dame is such a good leader. Mm -hmm. Dame just brings out the best in everyone. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Anthony Simons, I think, can be really good. Dame is stoked on him. Olshea is stoked on him. Anthony Simons is going to be special. But as far as this season, Zach Collins is going to do a whole heck of a lot more. Because I, I was listening to Team Mom uh, talk on the What Podcast. Shout out, Team Mom. And talk, uh, talk about who's going to get the rebounds on this team. And obviously, Hassan's going to eat them up. Because that's what he does. He gets rebounds and blocks. But... Zach Collins getting starter minutes, he's gonna get a lot of rebounds. He's gonna be there for them. And just Hassan's presence in there, I don't know. He's gonna get more rebounds for sure. And he's gonna put up points. He he already has a okay three-point stroke. So he's gonna he's gonna be a really good player. He's gonna be a good starter. A lot of people are already calling him an upgrade over Aminu, which for me, that's where I'm like, shoot, this season it might be. A slight setback from last season because there was a lot of guys the Blazers got at the deadline we had a lot of good players that had been on the team for a while we also had Seth Curry I don't I'm not confident in saying Anthony Simons is going to be better than Seth Curry last year I think he might be a better uh in a better Different. role than ever Evan Turner was but when he's trying to cover for both of those guys and what both of them did he's he's not gonna be able to do it but I, I still like I his guess upside.
1: it but doesn't it doesn't it better is so subjective right like yeah Steph Steph Curry I mean sorry Seth Curry is, is 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 much better at what he does whereas Anthony does things that Steph couldn't do if he if he practiced all day and night right like he Anthony is has certain athletic abilities yeah that's true as a as a as a playmaker and um Dude's a got scorer yeah man yeah and he he could I mean this is a big could but he could actually develop uh, a stroke right um, I mean he's
0: a good three point shooter
1: yeah he already is and um, he could develop I'm saying to the point of 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 Seth Curry consistency in his career right like I doubt you know, it I mean you but don't think, it's possible I mean no right I mean I I'm not saying that it's probable I'm yeah. just saying that that's now a possibility whereas it's it's flat out almost nil. Uh, for uh, vice versa, for Seth to do some of the things that he's able to offer. So True. I think that we'll we'll see some really interesting. Um, I think what we had discussed in our last episode is really important about what the how long is the leash? I hate to use the uh, it's almost a demeaning uh, metaphor or an analogy, but um, it's you know what's what's the timeline? Yeah. What's the timeline? That's that's a better way to phrase it. What's yeah. the timeline yeah. on on how and, and that goes for both Zach and him um, how how long how many minutes um, what kind of role are they going to try to facilitate while they're on the court um, it's and really for either one it's,
0: it's kind of Hazonia waiting behind because Hazonia yeah, is what? supposed to get some power forward minutes and also they're talking about him maybe getting point guard minutes and there's not too many guards on the Blazers obviously Dame and CJ but as far as that, that six-man role, that, you know, facilitator on the bench, it's pretty much Hazonia or maybe Gary Trent Jr. if you're not going with Anthony Simons. So, they've kind of put all their eggs in the Zach Collins basket and in the uh, Anthony Simons basket. Obviously, there's Pau Gasol, there's Anthony Tolliver, there's some, you know, shooters and veteran presence, but as far as, like, a do-everything power forward slash center, uh, that's that's kind of, all Zach Collins, unless you're gonna have I'm, Kazonia in there.
1: I'm gonna go into hater mode here for Send a second. It. Um, but I'm starting to see commonalities between Ennis Cantor's uh, behavior, aside from obviously his very unique situation, but his behavior that I'm that I'm I'm weary of when when seeing all this. Opinion on, on how embracing Mario Herzogna is to Portland. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, most players that are really solid guys, they come in, they put in the work, they you know they obviously put in their community work and they're enjoyable. they you know they enjoy the city and blah blah blah. Um, but Ennis came in last year and I I had heard this about him narrative wise even prior to this in OKC and whatnot. He's a very passionate guy. He's a very passionate guy, like, so he's, when he likes something, he likes something, and he makes it very well known, and he's very outspoken, but then he goes to his next team, and then he'll kind of throw semi-shade, like, I think we heard that article, something about the best leader he's ever been with, something yeah. like, who, 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 was that Kemba, or who is he referencing, or, Russell I can't Whisper. remember, oh, okay, yeah, um, and that's, I don't know, it just, it just seemed weird, yeah, and. I'm starting to get kind of eerie feelings with how how outspoken Mario Hezonia is versus what I've heard in the NBA community about his skill set. I could be very very wrong. Uh, he could come out and, and just really shine and be like you kind of said maybe this point forward. Um, that would be great. But yeah. it just we that's that's something that I feel like I've also read about just his. Um, I don't want to ever say character, but just certain things that don't necessarily mesh, um, team team chemistry-wise. Mm-hmm. That's something that we've heard. That that can that stuff is made up all the time. We hear stuff just thrown out by organizations at times. But these are things I've heard, and I just hope that if he's given the amount of responsibility that we've referenced behind Zach or even in front of them, I really wouldn't put past. The organization, for some reason, to I don't know, try to give Mario Hizonia a ton of minutes for uh, to start the season. I just I don't I don't know why I feel that way, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Yeah,
0: and and one person I forgot about, honestly, when I was talking about Zach Collins and who's behind him, there's still Scal. I I'm not, I'm not throwing him out the window. Scal played really well in the last game of the season. It was one game, and it was Mm -hmm. a very specific game, but. He played really well, and he had a ton of upside coming out of high school, coming into the NBA. And Scal really does have a lot of the the tools of a really good power forward. So, I think it's very possible that he could emerge in the lineup eventually, and maybe be a top eight nine rotation guy. Um, and if Zach struggles, then that could be someone who gets a lot more opportunities. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah,
1: and you know, and 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 what? Here's a question for you: What have we heard about him? prior to coming to the Blazers. Nothing but great things. Oh yeah. We've all all we've heard is that he is an incredibly hard worker and um I've heard, really just grinded. I've heard he's like the best
0: like guy in the NBA. I've I've heard different things saying this is like <laughs> the highest character guy in the NBA cuz cuz what yeah. he's he's from Haiti. Was it yeah. something to do with um I mean that earthquake taking care was of his so family long ago. Or something. I don't think, it I, was think I think
1: I heard something about him taking care of his family yeah. or something. Yeah, I the don't reward, know. But
0: dude, that that Haiti um, earthquake was like
1: what, like oh, like probably ten years ago at least. Shoot, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember. I remember being like a little, like pretty much like a a preteen or like a well, yeah, not a preteen, duh, but like a like a teenager and like texting the number right, like yeah. text this number to donate. I'm like oh, my parents could afford it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I want to hit one thing real quick before we get to some real Blazer news. Uh, So uh, just one thing real quick is the other players that I am a big fan of on the Blazers. Will Barton. (laughs) Will Barton's my guy. I love that dude. I've seen so many great Will Barton games when he was on the Blazers. I was actually a big Aaron Aflalo fan. I I liked Aaron Aflalo and Mo Harkless when they were on the Magic, and I was stoked when we got both of them uh, at different times. But like big those. Will Barton fan. I was happy we got a Flalo, but that that very quickly turned into shoot. I wish we still had Will Barton. And then uh, yeah, Mo Harkless. I love Mo. Love Sam O'rai. That dude is awesome. Uh, stoked that he is on the Clippers. And hopefully we get to see some good games from him in the rest of the season. Even though he won't be starting most likely. Uh, so yeah, we also
1: have Pau Gasol on our team. I don't know if I just oh, opened yeah. up my Instagram and saw Pau Gasol. So that person exists on our team. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he'll <laughs> you said points. yeah. What? You said yeah. I said yeah. As in, like you were like, it sounded like you were like, yeah, yeah. like he's not gonna. No, I mean, you know.
0: Pau Gasol is amazing. He's, you know, like I said about Hall of Fame in the last episode. He's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, the oh, he's done a ton. He's done a ton a in basketball. And he—that's not a slight. No, he's—he's he's a really good player. Even right now, he's a really good player. He's better than I will ever be. Okay, hands up, whatever. Uh, but he's not gonna—he's not gonna put in significant minutes with the Blazers. I would love it if he does, and he does great. But I—I I don't see him putting in significant minutes. I'm glad that he can hopefully bring in. Man, I'm just gonna say I really like Zach Collins. I was watching some videos of him. <laughs> standing up for his teammates and some of the things he said to some other players this last season and it got me stoked like i am hyped up for this 2020 season
1: he's vegas for real dude he's vegas for real and i'm
0: a i'm a big zach collins fan i was so mad when olshay drafted zach collins i was like don't do it i want john collins i want a small forward i want donovan mitchell and i got none of them i I think Harry Giles was in the same draft too. I wanted Harry Giles. I wouldn't. Mind, I would have
1: not mind. Did you say John?
0: Is that even John Collins? Would that have been? When did he get taken? He got taken at like twenty, and I was like, "Dance, get him!"
1: Uh, Are you kidding but me? I think he got taken
0: with a pick. This that is we the John traded. Collins. Like we traded. This is 20 the John Collins 30.
1: I'm thinking about on on the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Are you kidding me?
0: I'm not kidding you. <laughs> but <sighs> another player that I think we should have drafted. I'm. Su- I I love Zach. <sighs> uh, so. Another player I think we should have drafted, Rudy Gobert, in comparison to CJ McCollum. They are two of the best players in that draft. Obviously, Giannis is there. I had no clue who Giannis was at the time, and he's amazing. Uh, but CJ McCollum, get into some news, was listed 13th on ESPN's Top 100 right now. Wow, when I typed it, I said EPSN. Never done that before. <laughs> uh so he was listed 13th on the top 100 in the NBA. The top 10 hasn't yet come out. Watch. By tomorrow when we actually put out this podcast, those top 10 will come out, and this will all be old news. But CJ McCollum listed 13. That's crazy to me. I'm moving my camera right now. Hopefully people don't lose their minds. You
1: think that's crazy? That's
0: crazy. Okay. Sports Illustrated had one about two weeks ago. He was 32, and it's not that far off. Like when you look at it and look at the people that are around him, it's like, yeah, I can understand why he's 32. I might have put him a little higher, but 13 is crazy. I'm stoked about it. Like, I'm a huge CJ fan, and if he's 13th best in the NBA, I will take it. But what's I don't what know I, how accurate it is?
1: What do you think? I, I think that we're gonna have we'd have a lot more context as of tomorrow when we release this. <laughs> but um, hi, 13 is pretty high. That's pretty high, but. I think as much as we talk about the results and in clutch time uh being, you know, obviously late in games in general but also playoff games, postseason games, yeah. um uh, we have to t- we have to acknowledge the performances that don't necessarily result in a trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, this is a guy who is uh, you know, shooting guard on the other team in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. And he won more than a couple games for us, you know? So it's like, you know, that's, there were four teams in the league at that point. So picking off of those four teams, you'd say, I don't know, KD wasn't even playing for the Warriors at that point. So it was Steph, you could say Steph and Clay and, I don't know. You could even say Draymond, yeah. right? And then you you look at the other three teams. was playing in the East? Uh, Kawhi Lowry's Lowry's not better than CJ um, Siakam. Well, well, that's the thing. Can I'm... you
0: argue that Lowry isn't better than CJ? Because absolutely. Okay, I mean, absolutely. I can argue. that. Lowry's I like CJ not a better more. player than I, CJ. I, I can't no, that's, stand that's, that's, Kyle Lowry. I'm bad about him all the time.
1: But like, objectively speaking. Oh, you wait! No, no, I get what you're saying. You're talking about my point being the basis that clutch time and wins exactly. And he just won the finals, dude. No, because because you have to, you have to really take an honest look at the contribution. Like if you take and and I wish I had. I, I'm going to get a little bit more objective here as we grow older, Christian. But <laughs> if you if you if you look at the if the honest objective opinion is how much of the win share or or. You know, plus minus for Kyle Lowry in comparison to, to DeMar DeRozan, Pascal Siakam, and Kawhi Leonard. Albeit Damian Lillard and Nurkic contributing a lot, CJ is that dude. He's the second dude. Kyle Lowry is nice to have, and he's been that dude, and he can be that dude frequently. But CJ is that dude yeah. going forward, in my in my opinion. Um but just like going on, who, who, so I'm trying to think, who do they, who do they play in the East? Um, I'm, I'm at a loss the for Bucks. it right now. Yeah. So, okay. You can easily, even if you want to put Middleton and, and Giannis, end of the day, if you look at those four teams and the best players off those four teams, he, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Um, if obviously there's a lot of other teams that weren't there for a lot of different reasons. Um, and if you're looking at it just on that basis, then, yeah, he's definitely in the mid to late 20s. But I think that if we're going to sit here and listen to Shannon Sharp and, you know, Jalen Rose and all these different TV morning analysts talk about oh, championships or champion, you know, that's fine. That's fine. And I subscribe to that to a certain degree as well. But we also need to look at the guys who maybe didn't end up there, but were are still performing in that regard. Yeah. To me, like, it's pretty
0: accurate, CJ in the top 20, okay? I look at who's ahead of him. They have Kyrie and Westbrook immediately ahead of CJ McCollum, which is awesome to me that the national media sees this. But I'm wondering, this guy has to be a Blazers fan, whoever's doing this. This is ridiculous. They put Klay Thompson at 49, which I don't understand whatsoever. Okay, if if it's because he's not going to play much this season, don't rank him at all. If you're going objective altogether, yeah, yeah, like you NA, should definitely be like top 15. Yeah. But it's like there it goes. I was I was expecting that to happen. My uh, poster <laughs> that I put back up came back down. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, like why even rank him? I don't know. It's like are you saying that he's like going to contribute this much this season, the 49th most in the league, because I doubt it if he's only gonna be playing for like a month or two. It, like maybe, yeah, maybe if playoffs. You, if I you guess, put
1: Clay but... Thompson if you put Clay I'm sorry to you, my friend, but if, if you put Clay Thompson on, on like the Hornets, like he's gonna average he's gonna average way more than CJ and he's gonna do more on defense, in my opinion. Like yep. Clay Thompson is a better player than CJ McCullough. Yes. If you get if you're upset by hearing that then I'm sorry but you need to watch more NBA basketball. I think Klay Thompson makes
0: basically any playoff team a uh contender the word I'm talking Yeah, contender. My goodness. Yeah, seriously. Like Klay Thompson with the Lakers, done. Klay Thompson with the 76ers, done. Klay Thompson with the Bucks, done. Like that dude does yeah. it all. Obviously like you could say that about a, quite a few players. Well, cuz CJ still, had like, his 50 points, insane. The the defense he brings and the shooting he brings, he's like the perfect 3 and D player.
1: He's he's one of those people. I, I I had this kind of thing. I was stuck on in the middle of the season where I just said some of these guys are like robots. Yeah. When they shoot, like they Automatic. literally, they look they look like a robot with their shooting form. Seriously. So like him, Kawhi Leonard, um, those two guys are the ones that are always in the forefront of my mind when I think about this. Like they their their shoulders are always square to the basket, no matter where they. Like start their jump shot, yeah, and their elbow is always just like fixed ninety degrees, like aligned. Like it, it just look at that game winner with Kawhi in that was it game six or seven? I think it was game seven for them where he clanked it in in the corner in the semifinals. Oh yeah, yeah. The oh finals. Kawhi, yeah, yeah, game yeah. Seven yeah. With the, look, with the boom, look at that boom, shot. Boom. It's not, it's not like a it's not a Hail Mary yeah it's it, it, he stops and he's fading out of bounds but his shoulders are absolutely square to the basket yeah so it's um, you know good on CJ he's he does a lot of things like that other guys can't do mm-hmm. 13 is pretty generous um so the thing is okay but,
0: back when CJ was drafted the only like I was newer to the NBA. I saw Rudy Gobert, and I was like, I want that guy on my team. Like, give the Blazers a center like that. That would be amazing. And then I saw him pick CJ, and I was like, I don't know who this dude is. Hopefully he's good. Um, Rudy Gobert is listed at 14th on this, one after CJ McCollum. Rudy Gobert, okay, Mm. I I can understand CJ might take over a game better than Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert is a two-time Defensive Player of the Year Three-time All NBA Defensive First Team, uh, All NBA Second Team once, All NBA Third Team once, uh, NBA Blocks Leader one year. Like this guy has done it all, and he everyone knows when you go against the Jazz, you're going against the best defensive center in the league.
1: That's right. Yeah, like you, 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 you have to change your game plan. It's it's just crazy to me
0: that they put CJ ahead of him. Like I, I can root for that. But I don't think it's true. I, I think CJ's somewhere like between 15 and 20. They got like Bradley Beal at 19. I think Offense, he's about the same as Bradley Beal.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and Yeah, I would say. They put so many perennial a, all-stars and all-NBA
0: players after CJ McCollum. And I'm like, obviously it's the West and it's guards, but still, like that's crazy to me.
1: Uh, He's also a journalist by trade, so maybe there's some sympathy.
0: There's a hookup? Oh, man. He knows someone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously, no one in Sports Illustrated who put him at 32. But (laughs) the top 10 is going to be coming out probably in the next couple days. And Damian Lillard has not yet been announced, which means Damian Lillard is in the top 10. Sports Illustrated had him at 10, and I'm expecting he's probably going to be 9 or 10. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that's fair. There's a lot of really good players. Um, another player that was listed really low, they had Jimmy Butler at 21, which is crazy to me. Like, I mean, obviously he had a bit of a down year, but Jimmy Butler... I think that's,
1: I think that's fair. I mean... If you're ranking him on a buy year basis, if you're talking about productivity yeah. from the last year and then going forward to the next year, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. But uh, um, they got Doncic listed at 16, which is true for me. For me, I'm like, Luka Doncic can already take over games. He's a rookie. He's already putting lebron like numbers up so i didn't i didn't see enough of his games oh dude dude you see the game winner he had against the Blazers? wait what was it shoot it's been a while i think yeah it was a game well yes I, well, I watched i yes
1: uh, i watched the games he had against us that was that was impressive dude to, to say that he deserves 16 overall uh, i don't know he's top 30 for sure um
0: i'll i'll take him like 20 to 25 well, yeah probably.
1: that's yeah yeah have
0: yeah, ben simmons after uh cj which i wouldn't expect i agree with it but i wouldn't expect that yeah great. yeah but also no, I CJ think I can, on another he, team he, than the blazers he's he's so good he, he and
1: ben ben simmons disrespect is starting to get pretty popular
0: yeah i mean well hey is he gonna make a three-pointer this season
1: i don't know i think that i think for his own pride he better
0: I, I think he's going to definitely he, he has to. I mean, he's, Embiid shoots threes, and he makes them, like, regularly. He's going to make a three. He's going to make a three this year, for sure.
1: Yeah, there's really no excuse.
0: So, uh, what other news we got for the Blazers? We got um, Collins it's and just Simons. Just the contract
1: extensions? Yep. Yeah, they're just the contract extensions, right?
0: Yep, so Collins and Simons, their third year and their fourth year options were picked up, which is awesome, because they're a huge part of the Blazers' plans, and it would make no sense to not do it. Um Another thing, Damian Lillard wants to play in the 2020 Olympics. Dame's never been on a FIBA or Olympics actual team. He's been on, like, practice squads. He's been on scrimmages. He scrimmaged that year that Paul George went down with a gruesome injury. But he's never been on an actual team,
1: and clearly they needed him this year. Uh Um, And then also, a little bit outside of Blazers news, but Jalen Brown thinks that he deserves a max contract.
0: Wowza. Just because he was you, picked third in his draft, like,
1: did you did you hear about this? Is this ridiculous. the first you're hearing about this? No, this happened today. This happened today, though. Um, yeah, he, he asked for a contract extension with the the Max. He said five years, 170, I think. And oh um, everybody was just posting laughing gifs around along with the scenario. That's crazy. Uh, yeah,
0: Dude, I don't know. Speaking of news get, today, you know, uh, on my fantasy team. <laughs> Melvin Gordon's coming back. Dude, I'm stoked. I don't, My I don't fantasy think Antonio team is Brown's unstoppable. coming back anytime soon. Dude, he's ending his holdout. He's coming back. He's gonna be back in week five.
1: With who? The with Bucks? the Chargers.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Wait, this is happening. this is okay, wait. Okay, here's the thing, Christian. We run an NBA podcast. I know. I you know. need to be aware of Jalen Brown, not yeah, freaking Antonio okay, Brown. Let's be real, I'm obsessed with No, not Antonio Brown.
0: Melvin Gordon. Oh. dude, I'm so Oh, am my fantasy team I'm, is unstoppable. It's insane. Okay. Shows
1: how much I pay attention to the NFL. <laughs> so, but I'm 3-0. 3
0: and 0, baby. That's that's you. That's me and my money league. That's the one I care about. That's the one with Melvin Gordon. So, uh anyway, another piece of Blazers news. The Blazers, Damon, CJ, were ranked as the best backcourt in the NBA by Bleacher Report for this season. What do you think of that?
1: Well, John Wall st- can't stay healthy and doesn't play nice. Um, <laughs> Clay Thompson is not healthy. Um, Eric Bledsoe is not good enough to be mentioned with Middleton in that discussion. Um, obviously, I think the real question is just Russ and James Harden. But Dude. I think I think that they made a wise decision in basing it off of not paper, but Track record, yeah. Um, these guys have been to the playoffs for the last six years, right? I think yeah, six or seven years. Um, and small school guys, proven, you know, year in year out, good health, knock on wood. But um, you know, I, I, if they put James Harden and Russell Westbrook ahead of them as number one, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset either. Like this is that's the life of a Portland fan. Two like,
0: MVPs and triple double yeah. machine and scoring yeah, machine, that, like yeah. that too. I and I'm not gonna I an- another I shouldn't thing. Play uh, the
1: Mart- the- I shouldn't play the martyr, sorry, buddy, but continue.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Uh so the <coughs> excuse me. The what podcast, Team Mom I was listening, another thing I took away. Uh is they're talking about who's gonna have to adjust more, Russell Westbrook or James Harden. And I think they, they were saying Russell Westbrook, probably, which might be the case. But James Harden is a really good shooter, and Russell Westbrook is not. So I'm thinking that James Harden is going to change his game more in that he's going to be shooting and not have the ball in his hands as much because Russ needs the ball in his hands to be good. And obviously James m- mostly creates his own shots. But I think James Harden's game is going to change more than Russ's.
1: Correct, but I would also say at least he's reverting to somewhere he's been before. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like so so Russ Russ has never really been I mean Russ was a shooting guard I suppose in UCLA, but in terms of his NBA career, he's always been the the yes, obviously high volume point guard, but he's always been a, he's been a distributor. I mean, that's you have to be a distributor in some regard to average a triple-double twice. Yeah. But like James Harden has been that kind of handcuffed, um, just two guard shooting, shooting guard. Like before, like with OKC, I mean, he ran the offense to some degree, but by no means other
0: than the last like three or four seasons, that was what he played. So yeah, you're
1: right. Right. So like, so I would say, yes, you're right. You're right. He's going to have to edit his game more um than russ will but it'll be kind of almost like a coming home <laughs> yeah with his style of play we'll, well i mean we'll see i mean they might even stagger the minutes a little bit more
0: yeah T- to me from last year to this year i think james harden's role is going to look much more different than russell westbrook's is just because of what russ can do but yeah definitely james harden is well equipped to do so uh, and i'm i'm fascinated to see how it goes it's going to be exciting i mean I'm a big fan of both players, not necessarily a big fan of, you know, the Rockets. And I'll talk trash about both of them all day. But, yeah, they're clearly, I mean, they're two of the top guys in the last decade. You yep. know, like top ten, definitely. Yep. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how this Western Conference goes. It's going to be wild.
1: Yep, that's that's what I said to those uh, gentlemen. I, were, I was uh, discussing some of the venue uh, topics with this evening was just, you know, it's no longer a monopoly.
0: Yeah, seriously. No more Golden State no. dynasty. No. I I mean, they're still going to be really good, but no. There's too much firepower in the Western Conference. Yeah. it's Man, it's scary for the Blazers, if I'm being real. Man, yeah. no Nurk for the first half of the season. That could really affect playoff seeding. Yeah, so. or
1: or Hassan Whiteside could really just get back to the grindstone and – be a swap machine. I think so as well. And I think Zach Collins and him are gonna be one of the best defensive front courts in the league. Oh for sure. And then I think that they're gonna be coupled with one of the best offensive backcourts and then we're gonna have, you know, developing wings and oh I'm sorry. I mean Rodney Hood. (laughs) So we're gonna do just fine. I think we're gonna do great. Yeah.
0: Yeah I I do not see the Blazers beating the Clippers or Lakers in a playoff series, if I'm being real. I could see them beating the Rockets, I could see them beating Golden State, pretty much any other team. Nuggets and Jazz, it's it's 50-50, They're, yep. all three of those teams are made up pretty similarly, but yeah, Clippers and Lakers, Lakers got too much firepower, Clippers got too many really good forwards for the Blazers to try to defend, so... But it's, I'm really stoked. I'm seriously so stoked for Zach Collins' development and Anthony Simons' development. Where's Hassan Whiteside going to show up? Is is he going to be a blocks and rebounds machine? Mm-hmm. Is he going to learn how to shoot a three pointer? I saw some uh, workouts of him doing that. Uh, and Damon C J. Are they going to are they going to step up? Is C J. going to claim that All Star spot that Klay Thompson's given up? We'll see.
1: We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. All right, man. Well, was there any other news that we want to cover this week? Not that I am aware of. All right. Well, you know what time it is, uh, peeps and plaid listeners. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter at peeps in plaid, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can try, but I don't. I don't think that it's even. Maybe we have like our first graphic on there. I mean, you can check that out if you want to see like a museum <laughs> of our history. Uh, um, then uh, definitely subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes. I am recently converted to a iTunes uh, Apple device. Uh, users Ooh. so I'm going to have to go ahead and subscribe on on, uh, yeah so anyways uh, thank you to uh, Thomas Hudson and his band uh, Christian I don't know why I'm completely spacing on the name right now Chimney Chimney okay yes that's right uh, Thomas Hudson and, and his band Chimney thank you so much for providing us uh, some beautiful audio for our listeners ears until next week fans it's a play to see
0: Run away with me Out from your shackles I'm breaking you free It's all plain to see Run away with
1: me Your wedding's the lock Baby, I got your key And we'll start this over